Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Yes, good evening to those of you listening to our live broadcast tonight, August 12, 2014, and hello to those of you listening to a rebroadcast uh, or listening to the Internet Archive within a few minutes of the show close or rebroadcast some other time. Great you're listening, and uh, we are live most Tuesdays with rebroadcasts of special programs on Wednesday and Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time here on Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, you can access the archives anytime. And there is a link on my website uh, to give you access to the program. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard, here on Blog Talk Radio. Now, realize rebroadcasts can be from any program uh, dating back as far as 2006, uh, which were not all done here on Blog Talk Radio. So don't be thrown by the call signs. And now to call into the program, call 619-789-6835. That's 619-789-6835. Or you can send an instant message during the show through the link on the Blog Talk Radio homepage. To find the program without having subscribed to my e-card, you need to enter my name or the name of the program in the Blog Talk Radio search box. And, of course, you have to register with Blog blog talk radio before that now any problems with the internet links give me a call at 866-472-6094 after the program now on this program we discuss alternative medicine therapies related um, products and issues and we do it with the experts only try the therapy shared here however after consulting with your physician now last week um, August 5, 2014. Um, my live guest was Carl O'Helvey, author of You Can Beat Lung Cancer. Um, now, we discussed the herb black walnut and the asana urva dandasana. Now, if you missed any show, you can go to my website at www.amtherapies.com, click on the radio link, register on Blog Talk Radio, and hear the show. For appointments with me, that's face-to-face or remote. And for general information, call 866-472-6094. Now, remember, you can purchase an autographed copy of the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Visit www.amtherapies.com to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm Alternative Medi. And uh, don't forget to eat right for your type. Let's eat right for your blood type. And New Skin Supplements, where beauty and wellness meet technology. Now, today, I'm going to be speaking with Paramahansa Jagadish, author of The Prayer Project, Together We Can Change the World. Now, at the end of tonight's program, we will discuss the herb black thistle and the asana urdhva padmasana in sirsasana. Now it's time for our wellness news. Okay, and as you know, this comes to you, uh, to us, from Science Daily. And tonight we're going to talk about natural light in office boosting health. 
Now, this came uh, out August 8, 2014, and it talks about the office workers with more natural light exposure at the office had longer sleep duration, better sleep quality, more physical activity, and better quality of life compared to office workers with less light exposure in the workplace, a study showed. Now, quote, there is increasing evidence that exposure to light during the day, particularly in the morning, is beneficial to your health via its effects on mood, alertness, and metabolism, end quote, said the senior study author. Office workers with more light exposure at the office had longer sleep duration, better sleep quality, more physical activity, and better quality of life compared to office workers with less exposure in the workplace, uh, as we said above. Um, and this was from Northwestern Medicine and the University of Illinois at Urbana Campaign. Uh, now, Champagne. The study highlights the importance of exposure to natural light to employee health and the, pro- the priority architectural designs of office environments should place on natural daylight exposure to workers, uh, the study authors said. Employees with windows in the workplace received 173% more white light exposure during work hours and slept an average of 46 minutes more per night than employees who did not have the natural light exposure in the, in the workplace. Uh, there also was a trend for workers in offices with windows to have more physical activity than those without windows. Workers without windows reported poorer scores than their counterparts on quality of life measures related to physical problems and vitality, as well as poorer outcomes on measures of overall sleep quality and sleep disturbances. Now, the study was reported in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine in June. Quote, there is increasing evidence that exposure to light during the day, particularly in the morning, is beneficial to your health via its effects on mood, alertness, and metabolism, uh, said, end quote, said senior study author Phyllis Z. M. D. at Northwestern Medicine, neurologist uh, and uh, sleep specialist. Uh, quote, workers are a group at risk because they are typically indoors often without access to natural or even artificial bright light for the entire day. The study results confirm that light during the natural daylight hours has powerful effects on health, end quote. Z is the Benjamin and Virginia T. Bosch's professor of neurology at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine and director of the Sleep Disorders Center Uh, at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. Quote, architects need to be aware of the importance of natural light, not only in terms of their potential energy savings, but also in terms of affecting occupants' health, Uh, end quote, said co-lead author Mohamed Boubabek an associate professor of architecture at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. A simple design solution to augment daylight penetration in office buildings would be to make sure the workstations are within 20 to 25 feet of the peripheral walls containing the windows, noted Buberek. Uh, quote, daylight from side windows almost vanishes after 20 to 25 feet from the windows, end quote, he said. The study group included 49 day shift office workers, 27 in windowless workplaces, and 22 in workplaces with windows. Health-related quality of life and sleep quality were measured with a self-reported form, and sleep quality was evaluated with the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index, the PSQI. Light exposure activity and sleep were measured by actigraphy in a representative subset of 21 participants, 10 in windowless workplaces and 11 in workplaces with windows. Actigraphy is a single device worn on the wrist that gives measures of light exposure as well as activity and sleep. This is an ambulatory physiological data logger that records motion and light illuminance. The motion was used to determine activity levels during waking time and to calculate sleep time. The light luminance was used for measures of light exposure during the workday period. Quote, light is the most important synchronizing agent for the brain and body, end quote, said Ivy Chung, co-lead author and Ph.D. candidate in neuroscience at Z's lab at Northwestern. 
quote, proper synchronization of internal biological rhythms with the days, with the Earth's daily rotation has been shown to be essential for health, end quote. Also, people who get more light during the day may sleep better at night, which can also help improve health, Z noted. Okay, very good. So just make sure you have exposure to daylight. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our guest for the evening after we come back from break. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard, here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this portion of the program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies in Pennsylvania. Visit my website, www.amtherapies.com, and call our number for face-to-face and remote, remote secure video conference appointments. That's 866-472-6094. You are hearing us live from the Internet. To call in, call during the program at 619-789-6835. We will be back with Paramahansa Jagadish, author of The Prayer Project. Together, we can change the world. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Okay, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard. Remember, on my website, www.amtherapies.com, you can preview and purchase an autographed copy of the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Um, my chapter is Naturopathy. Now, we're going to be talking this evening live with Paramahansa Jagadish, author of The Prayer Project, Together We Can Change the World. Now, give you a little information about the gentleman. Uh, Paramahansa Jagadish is the world-renowned master healer, teacher, and spiritual leader who guides people in discovering their own stewardship of the soul. With more than four and a half decades of deep and concentrated spiritual practice rooted in Eastern yogic, Tibetan Buddhist, and Hawaiian traditions, he brings together both an Eastern and Western Western perspective. Paramahansa Jagadish holds a bachelor's degree in transpersonal psychology from Sonoma State University. This gifted healer is best known globally for his healing work and teachings in karma clearing, ancestral, um, ancestral healing, divine light transmission, and Bodhavista mystery training, the stewardship of the soul pathway to self and God realization. Good evening, Paramahansa Jagatish. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Well, uh, very, uh, very good. Um, if you hear any thundering and lightning during the program, that's what's going on here. Hopefully, you won't. <laughs> but in any event, where, where are you at this time? I'm in Southern California right now. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you're not having any rain and thunder, I, I would imagine. Um, why don't you give our listeners a little uh, background information about yourself? What was life like growing up for you? Well, for me, it all had a spiritual context in the sense that when I was four years old, I had an experience that uh, brought me into um, the, the kind of state of liberation. So I had an enlightenment experience um, that was later um, 
realized permanently uh, when I was around when I was 32 years old. So when I was four years old, that started my spiritual path. I wanted to do everything I could to realize that state again. Yeah, so I studied uh, and practiced yoga and um, uh, was introduced to Hawaiian spirituality through my mother, who practiced the sacred hula dancing in front of us as we were toddlers and played the Hawaiian music in the background. Okay, when you talk about prayer, what specifically do you mean? Well, prayer is a supplication for communion with the divine. Let's let's call it that. Um, prayer uh, is many things to many people, of course. Prayer is a supplication for the um, uh, benefit of others. Um, and so that's how we use prayer in this project or this um, kind of mission that's here is for people to gather together to pray very deeply for profound change in the world. Well, now, how, I always like to ask this question. How did you come up with three minutes and then three times a day? How did that evolve for you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> it sounds like it's another master number of 33. So yeah, maybe yeah. that's where it came from. Now, uh, I just want our listeners to be aware of this, uh, your prayer project. Is it religion-specific, or can anyone benefit from your solution? Oh, yeah. It's all about the um, spiritual side of our lives. So if any of the prayers, it's a, the second half is filled with prayers that come from different religious traditions, but it's um, it's the spiritual part that we want. It's the mystical side of religion is the experiential side, which we call spirituality. Well, now, since you have the prayer project, uh, you know, any question related to prayer, one feels one can present to you. Now, so let me know if this is outside of the purview of, of uh, your text. I know you don't specifically deal with this, but just out of curiosity, if a person wants to pray for a specific individual, do you advise them to uh, speak to the individual to get a feel for what that person might want them to pray for them? Uh, or how, how would you advise somebody? No, I, I feel that when you intercede on someone's behalf uh, by by connecting with the divine and asking for a blessing for them, that the divine is God, so to speak, right? The divine has uh, the divine wisdom, and it knows how to bless someone. So we don't have to ask anything specific, per se, um, dealing with individuals or even groups. Um, and, of course, in the book, I do ask... Uh, I have some prayers that I want people to start out with that ask uh, a little bit more focused. Mm -hmm. Okay, what I was getting at is, for example, people sometimes have things they want for someone else. For example, they may pray that somebody has five children where that person may only really want to have one or something like that. So there's like a oh, cross-purposes uh, That kind, kind of, of prayer thing. doesn't work. That's one <laughs> human being's. Uh, thoughts or intentions for someone else, and those kinds right. of prayers, uh, I don't think they work personally. Ah, it's, okay. a, it's a psychic force um, that actually uh, trans transgresses um, uh, uh, someone being ethical. Yes, okay, very yeah. good. I'm glad you, you brought that in. Okay, what I would like to do before we really get into talking uh, more in depth about the book, I'd like to go over the table of contents to give our listeners an idea of what is covered in the book, and then we can you know, sort of touch on different aspects of the book during the interview. Um, now, it says, introduction, a time, well, first of all, it's a beautiful cover, and it has it has some very interesting symbols and pictures which I'm going to ask you to sort of touch on and explain so they can get a feel for what it looks like and what it means to you. But anyway, inside we have an introduction, a time of transformation, who am I and how can I help? Part one, the power of prayer. What is the prayer project? 
three by three equals global transformation? I mean, that's not a question. It's an exclamation. Uh, why three minutes per day? Why three times per day? Part two, how do we pray? Motivations for prayer, finding our true self through prayer, approaches to prayer. And then under there we have Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism, Shinto. Strengthening spirituality, prayers to begin the three-by-three approach. Then in part three, the prayers, peace seeds for prayer. Then we have Native American peace seed, Hindu peace seed, Jainism peace seed, Buddhist peace seed, Shinto peace seed, Zoroastrian peace seed, Baha'i peace seed, Sikh peace seed, Jewish peace seed, Christian peace seed, Muslim peace seed. Then you have the use of mantra as prayer. Prayers from indigenous and Native American traditions. And under there we have prayer at time of adversity, American Indian prayer for peace, Thanksgiving prayer, Navajo chant, sacred song, prayers of meditation, prayer. Then you have prayers in the African tradition. And under that, African prayer for peace, prayer for protection, African hymn. Then you have Hawaiian prayers. Under that, the power of Aina, Aloha, Hawaiian Wisdom Sutras. Then under that, uh, uh, next is prayers from the East. Under that, Hindu. And under Hindu, Jagadish's prayer, peace prayer, prayer for peace, prayer for the unity of all life, happiness prayer, peace Veda 1, peace Veda 2, peace Veda 3, praise Krishna, prayer to the Blessed Creator, Krishna's promises, Universal Peace and Friendship Prayer, Sanskrit Prayer, Ocean of Mercy, Radha, Humbler Than a Blade of Grass, I Am Not a Brahmin. And then under Jainism, Prayer for Peace 1, Prayer for Peace 2, Prayer of Worship, Prayer for Forgiveness, Prayer for Compassion, Prayer for to Heal the Past, Universal Obeisance Prayer, Universal Forgiveness Prayer, and then Buddhism, under Buddhism, Jagadish's Buddhist prayer, blessing by the Buddha, prayer to nature, universal love aspiration, daily affirmation prayer, prayer, metta karuna prayer, prayer for refuge, the seven-limbed prayer. Then there's prayers from the West, and we have Judaism, and under Judaism, Jewish prayer, Rebbe Nachman's prayer for peace, gates of prayer, and from the Lubavitcher Rib. Then under Christian, you have Jagadish's Prayer for Purity and Restoration, the Lord's Prayer, the 23rd Psalm, the Beatitudes, the Prayer of St. Francis, Prayers of Celebration, School Prayer, Serenity Prayer, Prayer for Thanksgiving, Hail Mary, the Compassion Prayer, Christian Peace Prayers, a Prayer for the Way to Peace, under Muslim, prayer for benevolence, prayer for everlasting peace, all human limbs, peace prayer, Khatam prayer, Russell prayer, Salat prayer, Nabi prayer, Da prayer, Nayaz prayer, Nazr prayer, the Lord's prayer, Nazr, the invocation, Nazr, Sham prayer, Baha'i prayer for harmony. Then under Peer, prayer for healing, prayer for the, the universe, prayer for peace. Then you have prayers of historical figures, which is a very unique section. I don't think I've seen this kind of section in any list of prayers. Uh, the prayer of Socrates, change, imagine, love, love, world peace, eulogy for the martyred children. May we love, worship and recite, peace, repentance, 9-11 prayer, make us worthy, order, love your enemy. Fondly do we hope, Meister Eckhart. Pope John Paul II, George Harrison, the Buddha, Man in the Mirror, We Are the World, Room Full of Mirrors, then famous quotes about prayer, prayers for children, under that, thank you, 14 angels, children's blessing, an evening family prayer, Hindu, morning hand prayer, peace, each moment, morning prayers, prayer to the Great Spirit, then about the author, Power Mahansa Jagadish, uh, bibliography, and appendices with the efficacy of prayer, the stories of prayers answered, and the history of prayer. Are we hardwired to be in contact with our Creator? Now, um, let's talk a little bit about 
the three by three what what why it's that way, what your expectations are and, and you know how that's supposed to work well i I figure that three minutes um three times a day would be something that everyone could participate in mm-hmm. um, and some days we we probably um, might not have time, so maybe we'll put one minute in and there after people get started with this, I think they'll find that a lot of uh, love and a connection and communion with the divine will start happening in their lives. And then people will do a lot of spontaneous prayer, maybe 10 or 20 times a day for several minutes at a time, just spontaneously. And I think that's how the prayer will keep going. Um, If people commit this way, it becomes a spiritual practice. And we know that if you commit to a spiritual practice, that there are very great and wonderful benefits that you get through that uh, spiritual illumination, spiritual realization, and all kinds of blessings come into your life. Now, when you pray, well, when you ask people to pray, are you advising that they pray in their minds, that they verbally speak their prayers, or do you feel it matters? Whatever's best for them, whatever motivates them and gets people to engage in the prayers. Okay, good. Now, um... You have what's very interesting. You have some approaches to prayer. I think it's a lot of people don't realize. Uh, I may not be aware of, for example, the liturgy liturgy of the hours that is in Catholicism, which is an actual book where people all over the world pray certain prayers throughout the course of the day at different times of the day, and it's available. I mean, they have an annual guide that people buy that lets them know what to pray at different times and so forth and so on. Uh, A lot of people feel that Christians do not have accessible, at least, you know, uh, that type of a format. But I think one of the things that's really nice about your book is that it does share some information about the approaches of different religions. So people do get a little bit of insight, not only about the differences, but the similarities that exist between the various approaches. Would you like to elucidate on that for our listeners? Well, um, like, for instance, Islam, which includes the mystical tradition uh, of that religion, which is the Sufi tradition, um, they pray five times a day. And similarly, Christianity, uh, the monks and Christianity and the nuns, and, of course, other people who participate, also do prayers at, at least around four or five times a day, too, getting up at 12 midnight for certain prayers. And we know that Hinduism and Jainism and Buddhism, most of the participants rise at 3 or 3.30 in the morning, um, brush their teeth, clean clean their bodies, and then sit down for group prayer in many of the ashrams and uh, communities that, are, that exist, and then uh, do other uh, group type of worship um, and meditation practices, and then at other times in the day they separate and do their own uh, private meditations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's very good that you share that. Um, and then, then is, uh, there's often conversation about Buddhism. Is it a religion or is it a practice? Um, I, most of the people I hear refer to it as a practice that someone can be of any religion and engage in but uh, the way it's presented here i'm not altogether sure how your what your take yeah. is on that well it it is one of those in between type <laughs> of traditions but mm-hmm. strictly speaking um on one side you can say it's not a religion um and so people can come from any religious background and take to buddhism um but buddhism shares uh the experiential side and the training side that leads you to the experience that they document in their uh, holy works, their holy writings, like Hinduism and some of the uh, Jainism and some of the other experiential traditions that way. Um, so I have a feeling, uh, this is my own thoughts, is that the Buddha never talked about God. Um, God is completely transcendent and therefore inconceivable to the mind the experience of god but all the eastern traditions do experience god in various different ways with form without form 
Uh, and so maybe the Buddha did not want anyone to stereotype or taint what they, they were going to experience or limit or block their experience through ideas of what God is or is not. Okay, good. Um, why don't you share with our listeners, uh, well, is there more that you would like to, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead. Is there more you would like to share with our listeners uh, about how do we pray? Um, some more examples of things people may not be aware of. Well, um, the one thing is prayer can be spontaneous. And um, another thing is when we commit to prayer, like when we commit to anything, resistance will come up in our minds and our emotions. And spiritual practice is about recognizing resistance, um, recognizing that it's there, and then pushing it to the side Mm. and, and still doing your practice <laughs> so not letting your the negative mind and emotions stop you from doing your practice okay very good yeah. now the the peace seeds could you give the history you know of where that came from how how that came about um, I personally don't know that much about the peace seeds I knew that this was important and so I included it in the book itself well, it, well, you say here that, um, let me see, the peace seeds represent the 12 prayers for peace prayed in Assisi, Italy on the day of prayer for world peace during the United Nations International Year of Peace in 1986, yeah. which I thought, it was, I thought it was just really nice that you included that here because that was certainly a major effort, you know, people were making to uh, pray for world peace. Um, it, it's nice. I, I know um, there are several different groups that have a prayer component, but I think yours is probably the most inclusive, <laughs> the most inclusive I've come across, um, you know, because they have interna uh, international prayer lists for leaders and there's always somebody, <laughs> somebody's always left out. I guess it's hard to include everyone, <laughs> but you have done a yeoman's job here um, with uh, what, what you've done. Oh, thank you very much. Um, actually, I wrote the book around nine years ago, nine or ten years ago, and and I still don't think it's complete. It's kind of a problem. <laughs> Um, and one day, when I can relax for some long period of time, I will. I might just go ahead and revise this book. Um, of course, what what year, <laughs> when that will come, I don't know. But I know that the United Nations. Um, I don't know where the United Nations people actually got uh, that information. Uh, mm -hmm. when they put that together in 1986. So um, hopefully the roots go back much further, even. Right. Yeah, um, now, let me see. Um, before we... Yeah, why don't we do this now? Um, I'm going to go to break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask you to share your contact information and your website and everything with our listeners, okay? Okay, sure. Okay, folks. Yes, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard, here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I want to remind you that at Alternative Medicine Therapies, we offer iridology and kinesiology assessments, as well as consultations in meditation, nutrition, energy medicine, acupressure, and psychosocial concerns. When appropriate, we offer remote services. You can call 866. 472-6094 for appointments or you can go to the website www.amtherapies.com and register for appointments online. We will be back uh, with our guest Paramahansa Jagadish author of The Prayer Project Together We Can Change the World. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. 
Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Yes, you are back. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard. Now, remember, you can purchase new skin products from my website. You must enter code USW909 nine one zero one so that I get the benefit of having shared the information with you. Now new skin products include supplements that with the incorporation of nanotechnology are more efficiently assimilated into the body. Their beauty products are enhanced by an age lock technology that promotes youthful skin. Uh, I call them new skin where beauty and wellness meet technology. Okay, now I want to remind you that um, you can check the website, www.amtherapies.com, to see who my live and rebroadcast guests will be next week, August 19, 20, and 21 of 2014. Yes, the summer is quickly winding down. At the end of that live program, we will discuss the herb Blue Kohash and the Asana Pindasana in Sirsasana. We are back with Paramahansa Jagadish, author of The Prayer Project. Together, we can change the world. If you have any questions of my guest, call 619-789-6835. Yes, now, uh, Paramahansa Jagadish, I'd like for you to share your web address and any other contact information you'd like for our listeners. Okay, um you can go to prayer-project.com and you can download a free edition of the uh, prayer project, um, prayer-project.com, and that will take you to the website uh, stewardshipofthesoul.com. There you can get a a free edition of the book or you can go online to purchase a um, physical edition of the book, you know, a a hardcover, a softcover book. But um, there you go. Just bef- uh, just as an aside, but I guess it's very important. What experience in your, I hope you're sitting down. What experience in your life convinced you that prayer works? Um, it, while living in India, there was a lot of miracles that took place, and when one becomes a conduit for the divine energy, then things like healing prayer or uh, things like that uh, can happen instantaneously. So I've experienced many, many different experiences with my spiritual teacher, who was a great, great perfected master, and some of the other ones that existed in the holy places that we lived. So, well, what was that illness? I know in your book you talk about having falling, falling, uh, fallen ill while you were in India. Yeah, and, it was uh, a digestive problem. I wasn't digesting or assimilating any food. And through prayer and self-prayer and healing, uh, it you that would to me be a good example that prayer works. But uh, well. I didn't pray for myself because I didn't realize my own condition very much um, because I was in such uh, great bliss. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, from the doing the practices uh, every day, but it was one of the abbots of the monastery we were living in who went to my teacher and said, Jagadish is very, very close to death. Um, can you please uh, bless him? And so my teacher called me in, and he raised his hand for just a minute or two, and I went into a God-conscious state, and something shifted in the middle of my body, and I started getting better. Uh, It was like an instantaneous healing right then and there. And then uh, it took a few weeks for the food uh, to, to give my body more and more strength. 
Okay. Well, now, um, before we get back into the book specifically, how did you come to start the prayer project itself? Um, it was just uh, working with thousands of people, uh, you know, in uh, different continents of the world. I could see that people were suffering uh, all over the world, and we suffer from ignorance, and we we do we have our own pain, self-generated and generated by circumstances, generated by our past karmas, by our ancestral impingements uh, that occur. And through ignorance, we uh, dump that pain onto others, loved ones, uh, people we don't know. We dump that pain everywhere we go, uh, whether it's directly or indirectly. And I realized that um, I needed to do something a bit bigger. I needed to participate, give my few cents worth to the world, and and commit uh, some time and energy and, of course, uh, a lot of money towards um, having this prayer project and seeing whether it will actually catch on and if it catches on to a, hundred, a few hundred thousand people and hopefully one or two million people start doing this prayer around the world, then we will see real change in the world because we're asking for the divine energy to cleanse and purify the minds and hearts of all people on the planet, especially those who are in leadership roles. Okay. And, yes. Now, uh, also, someone might ask, uh, how would you advise people to or an individual to deal with what they perceive as an unanswered prayer or the unprayed for outcome or, or something of them? trying to think of well, how they might work. Yeah, unanswered prayers, I think prayers are answered. Sometimes it takes uh, more time. In other words, prayers are answered in God's time, in wisdom time. So sometimes they're not immediately answered. And sometimes they, they're answered, but they have to work through our own karmic content. And so it takes a long time for them to manifest in our lives also. Um, and so we have to work on ourselves. We have to cleanse our soul and uh, do good works in the world. And what would you say for the, to the person who may not have grown up in, a, in an environment of prayer where they ever saw anybody pray or where it was part of the, you know, like praying over the food or praying before going to bed? Maybe they never had that experience how would you advise them to, you know, get started in this practice? Yeah, just uh, talk with the divine. Uh, communicate with the divine. Uh, there are people suffering on this planet. Everyone is suffering in some way or another. Kindly intercede and bless everyone. Cleanse everybody. So just uh, have that in your heart, in your mind. And uh, and the other uh, things one can do is meditate or you can um, read this, uh, the um, lives of saints, of the true genuine saints uh, from different traditions, and that inspires us as well. Okay, and one last aside. What would you say people should keep in mind that might help their prayers to be most effective? Uh, to live a good life, to realize that a life lived in virtue, uh, both uh, on a mental and verbal level, but also to um, do bodhisattva activity in the world, to do good things for others, is always wor very worthwhile in one's life. Yeah. Now, where did you, where did you, how did you compile your prayers, or oh, the um, prayers that are in the book, rather? Yeah, um, some of them come from my own tradition. Uh, many of them have just come from my uh, 45 years of study of the different traditions. Mm -hmm. And um, some of them came uh, online. I found a number of them online. And, of course, uh, 
I was influenced by some of the um, musical uh, teachers and spiritual leaders of, that uh, lived at different times, and so I wanted to include a few of their prayers. But by no means is it finished. <laughs> There's sure. so much more that I really want to put in. But and what I think is also fascinating is that these days, a lot of what I call uh, areas that were heavily colonized have reached back into some of their ancient uh, religions, if you will, and found ways of incorporating them in their modern lifestyle and in their modern religion or, you know, things of that nature. Um, And I've I've heard this from people of Hawaiian descent as well as people of African descent. so I, I'm assuming it happens in a lot of cultures, uh, especially where Europeans colonized and you know exactly. sort of did away with uh, the traditional religions that existed. Yeah, that is why, um, especially for the Hawaiian teachings, I studied some of those ones that have incorporated Christianity or even other types of um, uh, views into their practice. But I also studied from the deep-seated traditionalist, uh, uh, the kahunas of the deep tradition, where the teachings were uh, deeper and uh, more uh, historical for them. So, now, how do people? What what kind of commitment? Because a lot of times people think. I mean, it seems like a very simple commitment that almost, like you said, anybody could do. But in terms of the prayer project itself, how do people participate specifically? Well, you can download the free the book for free at uh, prayer-project.com, and you can make your pledge so other people know there's, there's many people joining in, and just do whatever prayers you want. Uh, mix them up or do the same ones, whatever you feel like doing them, and try to do them three times a day. Um, for people who want to get more deeply involved, then communicate with us that you, you have a group of people that maybe you want me to come and visit, and uh, we'll try to um, uh, give the time uh, for me to come out there and meet with a, a group of people. So there's, it's all open for whatever is possible um, to get this uh, going. Yeah. Okay, so how does prayer for the planet and oneself have an impact on each of our individual lives? Hello? Yes. How can prayer for the planet and oneself impact each of our individual lives? In other words, how does that work? Well, the more who gather for prayer, the more powerful um, the, um, the, the energy moves throughout the world. So if we can actually get a few hundred thousand people praying, then that energy will really have that much more power and effectiveness on the um, on everyone, the collective conscious uh, consciousness of the of the planet. But also, it will work on the leaders of um, the planet. Uh, should we? Should I go through these prayers? The the main prayer I want people to be using. Sure, you can share. Do we have sure. time for that? Ah, uh, yes, okay. we do. Okay. Well, this would be uh, how I want people to start, and that's on page 20 and 21, and it's a three-part prayer. The first part is for purifying ourselves. The second part is for the purification of all beings. And the third part is let this happen, let this be, uh, let this occur. So uh, let me just go ahead and start. And when I say God, I mean the divine. Um, and uh, you can use whatever words you want um, that are meaningful to you for that. Okay, so first when we pray, we want to be in a clean atmosphere and settled in. We want to uh, feel or sense ourselves being grounded and centered in the heart center. And we might breathe in a few times deeply and exhale deeply. And then we can go through these prayers. God... I humbly ask for your blessings to purify my body, mind, and soul and restore me to my natural condition of love, peace, joy, and wisdom. Amen.
And then the second part, a bit longer. Most loving and compassionate God, the divine power and energy of the universe and beyond, I humbly ask for your blessings to purify and illuminate with your light, love, peace, and wisdom all beings of the universe, all beings of the earth, all beings who are in power and affect the lives of others, especially our government leaders, business and financial leaders, and our spiritual leaders from the entire globe, that they may all be cleansed and purified of negative motivations and actions and filled with your light, love, peace, joy, and wisdom. Amen. And then the last part, let this now happen, or let me start again, let this happen now within me and spread around the world, transforming and bequeathing all noble qualities and actions expressed and enacted everywhere upon everyone and everything. Amen. Okay, so those are the three prayers that you um, request as the, the minimum or the basic. Uh, and, to, and so that each one is one done, uh, one done three times a day. So, oh, I see. So you want them to do all three of those three times a day? Yes, yes. I and think that's, that's about good... three minutes, yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to uh, start the prayer project, and then you can add any of the prayers within the book or your own that prayers you that you love. Yes. And there's also another interesting thing. I, I'm, I, a lot of people have a hard time dealing with terminology, and for some reason some people think that because they're different languages and people use different words you know, that the word in one language for God is one thing and it would be something else in another language that they're all praying to different entities. Um, my understanding is that, you know, they're different languages, so people are all praying to God, you know, a one universal type of entity, but they're using a different term in their language. Of course, there are some religions that have many gods, but I'm I'm talking about where there's one term, Forth. Does that sound? Does that is that in keeping with what you're, where you're coming from? Oh yes, yes, exactly. And the thing is that some traditions that have many, many gods, they understand that all of these are manifestations of one god, mm-hmm. um, the original source god. We might say that these are different uh, uh, downstepped manifestations. We might say so. There's a lot of. Uh, of uh, things going on here and so we want to rise above our own human mental limitations and when we rise above especially experiencing the liberated state of uh, what we loosely call enlightenment when we become liberated and we commune with god directly and we realize uh, the true nature of the universe then we have a very exalted view and we can see that there is true unity god exists in unity um and um and then we can uh, be benevolent and tolerant more than tolerant we can have joy that the different religious traditions are worshiping their god so to speak um Connecting with uh, the universal God, as you will, as you say. Okay. Well, we're at that point in the program where I need to ask you for your final words of wisdom for our listeners. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, I, we have to have a foundation of virtues. We have to have a sense of ethics because. If we do bad, either through ignorance or or actually do bad to others uh, because we want to, then we will pay for that later. That's the law of karma. And so it's really, really uh, a good work 
to get the help we need, the community um, support, and all those different things, our own studies of psychology as well as spirituality, our own practice of yoga, uh, Taoism, uh, Qigong, all of those different things that we can be participating in, um, and build that foundation so that we can become stewardships of our own soul, and when we attain the great revelation of truth, then um, eventually we can be of that much greater positive influence on others just by our own positive actions in the world. Okay. Well, thank you very much for this evening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Okay, folks. Now it is time for our herb of the day. Uh, today's herb, and I'm going to lower that. Today, today's herb, tonight's herb is blessed thistle, and this is of course from Balk, and Balk is my source of reference. Uh, the part used medicinally, parts used medicinally, are flowers, leaves, and stems. Some of the phytochemicals include beta carotene, beta cystosterol, um, ferulic acid, luteolin. Oleanolic acid, stigmasterol, some of the nutrients include calcium, essential fatty acids, iron, magnesium, manganese, phosphorus, potassium, selenium, silicon, zinc, vitamins B1, B2, B3, and C. And again, according to Balk and Balk, it stimulates the appetite and stomach secretions, heals the liver, lessens inflammation, improves improves circulation, cleanses the blood, and strengthens the heart. May act as brain food. Uh, it's good for female disorders and increases milk flow in nursing mothers. It is also called St. Benedict thistle or holy thistle. Uh, caution, though, it should be handled with care to avoid toxic skin effects. All right, and now for our yoga asana. Tonight we're doing um, Udva Padmasana in Sirsasana. Now, uh, again, this is, I think, the next to the last in the series of Sirsasana, or in the Sirsasana cycle. You're going to be in Sirsasana. Exhale, bend the right leg vigorously, and place the foot into the left side of the groin. Uh, bend the hips forward. Take the left foot into the right side of the groin. Stretch the thighs up. It's as if you are doing a headstand with your legs in lotus position. Tuck in the coccyx and sacrum. Press the knees back. Stay breathing evenly for 10 to 15 seconds. Inhale and release the legs. Repeat from the other side with the left leg bent first. Continue the cycle or exhale and come down. All right. You have been listening Yes, you have been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard, here on Blog Talk Radio on the Internet. Now, check the website, www.amtherapies.com or www.wellnessholenessandwisdom.com to see who my live and rebroadcast guests will be next week, August 19, 20, and 21 of this year, 2014. At the end of that live program, we will discuss the herb blue kohash and the asana, pindasana, and sirsasana. Use the link on my site to listen to the program live on your computer, cell phone, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time or to the archive anytime at your convenience. Remember, the show is archived immediately. There is um, a link for advertising on the program on my site. Email inquiries, resumes, and or recordings to consult at amtherapies.com. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers the public remote 
iridology and kinesiology assessments, consultations in nutrition, meditation, acupressure, psychosocial consultations. You can schedule your appointments with me online online, and access my online secure video conference office. Go to www.amtherapies.com for my blog to purchase my autographed copy of my co-authored book, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. You can subscribe to my newsletter, uh, hear past programs, see the show guest list. Oh, and don't forget to visit Nemecolon Woodland Resort. It is truly beautiful all year round. Tell them Parthenia Izzard sent you. Um, now, Something else I want to remind you of before we go is that uh, when it comes to the book, um, there are, we provide 101 of the bringing together of great minds uh, from different branches of the healing professions to give you those 101 simple, workable ways to attack disease, overcome unhealthy habits, and live your life to its healthiest potential. Follow the link on my homepage. It is a blue book link. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom, be well.